0: Hey,
1: Brian. Hey, Jenna.
0: How's
1: it going? Great. How are you? I am doing all
0: right. We're yeah.
1: hanging in there.
0: <laughs> yes. What episode are we on now?
1: <gasps> episode eleven. Oh so exciting! God. We've almost completed a full season.
0: I know. We're right? exactly and episode eleven on November eleventh, 11-11. Oh yes. Which just also happens to be Veterans Day. That so happy Veterans Day. Yes.
1: Thank you to all of those who have served. We're so grateful for your service. Um, it is November 11th when we are recording, but obviously happy Friday because our episode's coming on Friday. So thank you for being here with us. We have a great episode planned for you today.
0: Yes, welcome to the Campus Catholic, a podcast providing candid discussion on Catholic Christian issues from a college student perspective. I'm Campus Minister Friar Ian Bremer here with college student Jennifer. Heyo! And as we start every show, uh, Jenna, please tell us who is our Saint Spotlight this week.
1: Yes, we have such a cool Saint Spotlight. I, I just—he's just a good egg, you know. Like you just run into people that like—they're just a good egg. So we are talking about Maximilian Kolbe. He was born in Poland in 1894, and at the age of ten, Mary actually appeared to him and presented him with two crowns, like two symbolic crowns. One was white which represented chastity, and the other one was red, which represented martyrdom, mar- martyrdom? Yeah? <laughs> martyrdom, yeah. Martyrdom, Martyrdom. It's a big word. Um, and he had to choose, and so he chose both. So that kind of started off his faith journey, and that would proceed to him later entering the Franciscan order. We love a Franciscan here at the campus cap. Absolutely, <laughs> and
0: he's a conventional Franciscan, which is the specific <laughs> branch to which I belong.
1: So that was at the age of 16 that he entered the Franciscan order, and then in nineteen seventeen he actually founded the Militia Immaculata, um, which is essentially um kind of like a organization, like how would you describe it, Friarian? It's kind of like an organization it's not like, like it's, a a, club. it's a
0: lay organization yeah. of like prayer, um and they they consecrate themselves mm-hmm. to the Blessed Virgin Mary and um yeah. and like they, they work to, to promote devotion uh to her in our world. And consecration to our lady. Yeah,
1: that was the main thing that I found is like sacred heart of Jesus um, through Marian consecration. Um, So then he, 1917, he founded the Militia Immaculata and he eventually went back to Poland, but the Nazis overran Poland in 1939. So that resulted in him getting imprisoned in the concentration camps. And in 1941, he actually took a place of a man who was going to be condemned And we know that this kind of represents the red crown that he took of martyrdom because he is considered a martyr of the church because he did die because of his faith because he was in the concentration camp. He is the patron saint of drug addicts, prisoners, families, and the pro-life movement. And one one of his favorite quotes that I have found is he says, Never be afraid of loving the Blessed Virgin too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. And it just, I don't know, it gives you like the warm and fuzzies, and I just think it really ties into what we're talking about today, Friday, and what are we talking about?
0: Yes, so our topic today is, do Catholics worship Mary? And uh, Jenna, who is our uh, guest interview, speaker today? Yeah,
1: (laughs) our guest speaker is my second favorite Mary. (laughs) We're talking (laughs) with... (laughs) Mary Gepner, she is a junior at Indiana State University studying Geology. And this girl has got a heart for Mary and she is gonna give us all good information on whether or not Catholics worship Mary, Marian apparitions. We get into a bunch of bunch of good things and I'm also excited for this episode because I have multiple people I have talked to or maybe this is just in my experience but like I've gotten that before. They're like oh like kind of give me like a side either like oh you're Catholic like What's up with Mary? You like worship her, so I'm excited for this conversation to see um kind of what fruit gets brought out of it, so yeah, yeah. all right, without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Mary. Hey, Mary, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it
2: going? Oh, pretty good, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm- here with Friar Ian. Shalom.
2: How are how are classes? How's life? Um end of semester stress is definitely definitely a thing right now um but I just I'm completely done with two of my classes so awesome I'm excited that I only have three classes to worry about instead of five that's (laughs) That's great hashtag
1: blessed but stressed <laughs> I know that was cringy um, <laughs> Alright, Mary So we're talking about Mary today Not be not to be confused with yourself, obviously Because we are yeah. talking about Our lady, our mother, Mother Mary So I guess let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling um, So our first question is Who is Mary to the church And who is Mary to you?
2: So I'll start out with who is married to me, because I'll go off on the church a little bit. Um, So to me, Mary is like, obviously she's God's mother, but like she kind of holds a special place in my heart. And um, she's someone to go to where if I'm having like a difficulty or something, I ask like for her intercession. And I think, you know, since she's Jesus's mom, Sometimes she helps me out a little bit and she's like, hey, she keeps asking, Mary keeps asking me about this, like, why don't you do something about it? Um, but she just holds a special place in my heart and like, not because I'm not named after her, but it's, I don't know, coincidence that I think I have such a devotion to her. Um, but who is married to the Catholic Church? So to the Catholic Church, she is the mother of God and that's what we recognize her as. Um but she is such a um big part of the church because she is jesus's mom um and with that like that holds a lot of um weight to us like it's like essentially god's mom like how how is she not important so she's just a, a really really important figure to the church
1: great yeah,
0: uh, and you know. I think in what you're saying about like Mary being you know mother of Jesus and therefore the mother of God, it's like you know she she brings you know she brings forth Jesus into the world. She brings um, uh, us closer to God, and and that's that's such a gift to us, you know. Um, and it's such a uh, it's it's what we're called to do as well, right? You know, like bringing others to Jesus, um, and and I think that's. You know, just another reason why uh, she's somebody to look up to. Yeah. So with that, um, we are. You know, we as Catholics, like we have. Um, uh, you know, we pray the Hail Mary. Um, we pray the Rosary, which is kind of a litany of Hail Marys. Um, and there's other Marian prayers too, like the the Memorare and the um, Hail Holy Queen and and others. Um, so you know. In in thinking about these Marian prayers, you know, especially, like, the Hail Mary, it's, you know, the most common one. It's one of, like, one of the first two prayers that a lot of, you know, young Catholics learn. Um, what are we essentially doing when we're praying, like, the Hail Mary, or, like, the Hail Holy Queen, or um, praying the Rosary?
2: So, essentially, um, we're not praying to Mary, but we're asking Mary to pray for us. So we're just asking for, like, her intercession and for her to, um, especially, like, in the rosary, um, when I pray the rosary, usually I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to devote this to this person or, like, this issue going on. And it's just a way for us to ask for Mary's intercession in more of, like, a structuralized um, prayer instead of just asking for, like, a conversation. Um, Mm. So, like, it's kind of like... In my um, opinions, like when I'm praying the Our Father, like you know, that's a structured prayer that I am asking like for God for His help and like recognizing stuff. Um, and so, sort of equivalent to that is like when I'm praying a Hail Mary or the Rosary or any other Marian prayer, I'm like recognizing what Mary's done for the Church and asking, usually asking for her intercession in some way, shape, or form. Hmm.
1: Someone described this to me. I don't know who told it to me or if I read it somewhere, but someone described um, like asking Mary's intercession to that of like, say you're like a peasant in the kingdom and like you want to get on the good side of the king. So you would bring a fruit bowl to the queen and like, you're like, here you go. Like here's a bowl of fruit. And then like the queen would then go to like her, the king and be like, Hey, like this, it's like, it's on a pedestal because it's not coming directly from the, like the, the peasant per se in the analogy, but it's going from it's coming from the queen to the king, which kind of makes it more like <laughs> beautifies it. I don't know if that analogy makes sense, yeah. but someone explained it to me that way one time.
0: I, I I remember reading something like that too in that Marian consecration book. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it was in. I was yeah. gonna
2: say, I think I remember reading that in the consecration
1: book. What is a Marian consecration, Mary?
2: Um, so it's basically where um you do so many days, usually it's 33 days from what I've seen, but you have a little um, prayer that you either read each day, like usually um, you read a little bit about Mary or Mary and Saint and then say a prayer and during that 30 days you're consecrating yourself to Mary which is like, basically you're kind of like, hey Mary, these are um, like, I have my wishes and stuff, but I know you have your wishes and... I want you to um, use like all the wishes I have in your best interest and put them where you see fit. Like all of my prayers that I'm praying, I want you to take to like God and distribute them to who you think needs them. Yeah,
1: I'm reading, I think I'm reading, 33 Days to Morning Glory. I know you've Mm -hmm. read it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? You've read it too, Frarian, I think. Yeah. 33 Days to Morning Glory. Yeah. Yeah maybe that's where I read it but yeah it just gives a lot of interesting perspective on who Mary is and how she has influenced like saints and things like that so
0: yeah and I think you know like what you've mentioned about you know Mary being so close to Jesus it's like oh like you know why wouldn't we want to you know go to our mother and Jesus's mother you know to ask for help because you know she's so you know close to to her son Um, and uh, you know it's kind of like in, in our you know our everyday life you know we go to um you know those that are close to you know even, <laughs> even so it's like hey can can you talk to this person about this like I, I don't uh I'm a little nervous but if I can get your help because like you know that person really well so you know we do it in our in our everyday life you know
1: yeah. even like growing up like going to your dad um I don't know ask your mom like, <laughs> 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 so that's
2: a good way my mom always explained it, she um, teaches first the first communion class, and then she's also taught um, a few RCIA students, and the way she always explains it to people who are converting to Catholicism is, you're not asking and pray. you're not praying to Mary, you're not worshiping Mary, you're asking for her intercession. It's nothing different than asking, like, Jenna or for Ian to say a prayer for me, mm-hmm. but when you go to mary i mean she's god's mother like a good example is the wedding of cana Mm. mary was like jesus turn this water into wine and jesus like it's not my time but mary was like i've said what i've said do it (laughs) so by going to mary it's just not necessarily a faster route it's more of an indirect route but sometimes it gets you better results
1: we love a good strong woman
2: Yes, here for that. <laughs> so, we've talked a
1: lot about like Mary obviously, but something that I this is a question that I had cuz this is something that as I grew in my faith, I was very confused by is like all the different Marys, right? Like we hear about Our Lady of Guadalupe and Our Lady of Lourdes and Our Lady of Sorrows and we we're like I before coming to college, I was not for sure what this meant and I'm like how can there be more than one Mary? What is this about? So, could you tell us um why there are so many different names for Mary and just what is all this about?
2: So a lot of the, if you will, versions of Mary is what I like to call them. You have like Our Lady of Guadalupe, Lords, um, Fatima. There's quite a few others, but there's um, Marian apparitions, which are the ones I just listed. Um, Basically, that is where Mary came to earth for a specific reason. So, like, for Guadalupe and Lourdes, she really wanted, like, churches built in these specific places. So she came down to, um, at Lourdes, she came down to St. Bernadette. And then in Guadalupe, she came to Juan Diego and was like, Hey, go to your bishop and tell him I want a church built here. Um, Our Lady of Fatima, she came down and she told um, the three children there, she gave them basically... Um, some visions that she saw and was like these prophecies are gonna come true um, and basically just warnings so there's the versions of Mary that are where she actually came to earth and they are normally like hey I want something done or hey I'm warning you about this be careful um, but then there's also like Our Lady of Nought, um Our Lady of Sorrows and um, some other ones that are some come from paintings, some come from like just this idea. So like Our Lady of Not, Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Um, she is, um, it came from a painting that this person painted Mary undoing a rope with a bunch of knots. But the general concept behind it was if I have an issue or I have this problem that is creating a knot in my life, I'm going to ask Mary if you can help me undo this knot. So it's just basically... If you have a specific um, prayer intention or something going on that you want Our Ladies to help, you go to like that specific version of her. So it's more of like she's got a bunch of different, she's a patron of this, a patron of that. So like, instead of asking all these different saints, you can go to Mary and just like that version of her. Um, But each one has a different meaning and a different um, story behind it. Very cool.
1: One of, like, since learning about that and learning more, um, Friar Ian and I actually, we our mission trip to Washington, D.C. last oh, summer, wow. we went to, was it the Basilica?
0: Yeah, the, Bas- the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. Yes, yeah. and
1: they had all these Marian apparitions. And, um,
0: or the little, little shrines yeah. and, and altars, mm-hmm. you know, to different, you know, Marian apparitions or, or titles of mm-hmm. Mary, yeah.
1: And it's just something that really stuck out to me is, and I'm sure... You can maybe talk to this too Mary um is that Mother Mary comes to us like as we are like Juan Diego did't yes. she come as like an Aztec princess yeah. and like
2: she came like as a native um like whatever um tribe he was from I think it mm-hmm. was Aztec, but mm-hmm. I know I don't know the specific names, but I know she's gone to like in China's there there have been apparitions of her, and she's came as like a Chinese princess and like. The same thing for Africa she's gone to different African tribes and been portrayed as like that people so it's not just like she's appearing as one like she's always um like of her origin and that nationality she comes to whoever she's coming to like she is part of them
1: it's just so beautiful to me yeah
0: I like what you say like you know like she's part of them you know because she is she yeah. is part of us like she's you know, she's part of the human family. And there's something, there's something so universal to Mary, um, you know, because cause everybody has a mother, you know? And, and there's just something very universal to motherhood and to our longing for, for the things that, that mothers give us, you know? Um, so beautiful.
2: It's uh, actually really interesting. Um, a lot of times in Marian apparitions, um, Mary appears pregnant. Mm -hmm. and I I don't know if there's I haven't looked into if there's some meaning behind it but um, I've just always found that kind of interesting like when she appeared in um, when she was the Our Lady of Guadalupe um, you could tell that she was pregnant because she had a specific rope around her that meant that she was pregnant Um, and then like when she appeared to St. Bernadette I know she was like pregnant as well and like you could tell because of the rope that was like tied around her and that's mm. that's just something that I think really speaks about like her motherhood um and it's something I've always found interesting about Marian apparitions I
1: feel like maybe I mean obviously I'm not a theologian but I feel like it might also be speaking of like she brings us closer to Jesus like because mm-hmm. Jesus is like if she's pregnant then Jesus is obviously with her yeah it's interesting
2: I think there is something with that, like, symbolizing that Jesus is in her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't—like I said, I'm not very well-versed in what it means.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, you know—actually, this popped in my mind. It's like, oh, yeah, like, also that uh, reading from the book of Revelation, you know, the woman is, that appeared in the sky, right, um, the clothed with the sun and the stars around her head. You know, like She was a pregnant woman. Um, it was a sign, and so, yeah. So um, so, why you know we kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, why do you think Catholics are personally so devoted to Mary? You know, because uh, Catholics do have a reputation. <laughs> we, we can't shake wrap. it. Yes, <laughs> you know that that we love our Lady. I mean, like I mean, there's a picture of, uh, and I I think that's a I don't know what the title of that that specific icon, but there's an icon of Mary, you know, uh, of the Madonna and Child. Uh, here in my office, and so you know, like you come into a Catholic environment, you're gonna see, you know, a odds picture, are you're statue, gonna run into. You know. her
2: I mean, jill and I are both wearing Mary necklaces. Oh, we are wearing <laughs> Mary, oh, Mary <laughs> Nails, Nails. Yeah, I got a scapular on. <laughs>
1: Let's like play her. um, spot
2: the Catholic. It's my <laughs> yeah. second favorite game. The
1: first <laughs> okay. is
0: spot the Franciscan. But <laughs> so, so why do you think Catholics are are so devoted to Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother?
2: So I think. The reason that Catholics are very devoted is because, like I said earlier, she is the Mother of God, and like for Catholics, that holds a lot of importance. Um, I've had actually had this conversation with non-Catholics, and like specifically on like whether or not we worship Mary. And when talking to them, like they know that she's the Mother of God, and like they understand that, but that's it. She's just the Mother of God. But like I feel for Catholics, like she's the mother of God and because she's the mother of God she's so important like it's not just like oh you know that's Jesus's mom it's like this is Jesus's mom she had Jesus in her belly for nine months like she's important God chose her to bear his son like obviously she's an important woman if God handpicked her to hold Jesus in her for nine months so I just think like the fact that she is the mother of God is why she is so important, and uh, I just I think it's beautiful that we recognize like you know she brought Jesus into the world, so this makes her important.
0: Yeah, and I I think that touches on you know also you know because she's the mother of God and and we're all you know the mystical body of Christ like you know collectively we are Jesus in the world, and so therefore you know she's our mother too and like you know i think that's just uh you know when we say she's the mother of god or she's the mother of jesus we're saying more than just that like we're saying you know um that has big ramifications right you know so it makes mary our mother as well
1: i think i also just appreciate the femininity like you like i feel like oftentimes like women in the bible or women in the church like they feel like because like Jesus was a man and like all of his disciples were men like sometimes it can be hard I think as a woman to like mm-hmm. find like refuge within kind of just like not necessarily a bad way but it's typically like at least biblically speaking like a male-dominated like world and so I think that also like having like because God explicitly like the Bible explicitly states like Mary is the mother of God right mm-hmm. and so just knowing that there is like a feminine side of God and that um you know we can find i don't know just like a piece of ourselves at least as like a woman like finding a piece of yourself within mary so mm. so mary hot topic question do Catholics worship mary
2: no and this is very often confused we don't worship mary but we do have a strong relationship with her um we ask For her help, Um, when we say, like when you say you're praying to Mary, you're worshiping Mary, that is basically saying like, you know, you're worshiping Mary and God. And that's not what we do. We ask for Mary's intercession and ask for Mary's help. That is not the same as worshiping her. So no, we do not drive that home. We do not worship Mary, um, but we do have a special devotion to her.
1: If someone wants to grow, maybe they don't really understand the devotion, um, or maybe they want to like, grow deeper in their devotion. Do you have any tips on how they can get closer to Mary?
2: Um, honestly, one thing that has brought me a lot closer is saying a rosary. And I tried but failed this month, or <laughs> last month. Um, October is like the month of the rosary. So I started praying a rosary every day. And I got to about like halfway through the month and then I had a lot of stuff happen and it just kind of didn't happen where I got every day but um for me one way I've really grown, grown closer is saying like how Mary's and like then when I'm done like just sort of talking to her like the same way I would talk to God like hey Mary like usually I refer to her as mama Mary um I'm like hey I'm having the, these issues like can you help me out with this um essentially the same way I would ask God, like, hey, I'm having these issues. Um, can you help help me with it? Um, I honestly, I've always found like praying a Hail Mary or a rosary has brought me personally closer. Um, and also just looking into all of the different versions of Mary and like even looking at the different apparitions, there's a lot of interesting things you can learn about them. And that also has brought me a lot closer.
1: there's an apparition that People speculate is happening currently, yes. right? Yep. Med, I always pronounce.
0: Magigoria. Magigoria. I always
1: pronounce it wrong. Yeah. I don't. Too- I don't know much about it, but it's just really interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't know too much about that one, but I know our friend John actually mm. went there, and he has some information. If he a curious. previous
1: podcast guest. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: Might be another
2: episode in the future. Oh, future episodes! Our
1: podcast is growing and growing. Well, Mary, thank you so much for talking about Mother Mary with us today. We had such a great conversation. Um, we do have one final question that we ask all of our guests. It's my personal favorite question. You've been asked it many times, Mary. Um, where have you seen God this week?
2: Um, honestly, I saw God a lot yesterday. Um. I got done with classes and I was walking to my car and it was, like, really super windy. And this sounds really weird, but, like, I love, like, before a storm when it gets, like, really windy and you can just, like, feel the air, like, moving in. And just, I don't know. I really saw God because, like, I could just feel the power of, like, Mm. God, like, rushing through stuff. I still saw him a lot um, this week through friends and stuff. But yesterday was a really good, I don't know, just really felt him yesterday. Friar Ian, where have you seen God this week?
0: Um, for me, uh, I was, um, you know, I'd been thinking about something and praying about something and discerning and worrying, because I always worry. Um, but something was really on my mind, and, and I was kind of thinking about it and bringing it to prayer. Um, and, uh, and then I had a conversation with somebody, and uh, it was about, you know, what I was. Uh, praying about and they actually had the same kind of feelings but without me actually having ever said anything about what I was feeling or thinking about and it was just like this eye opener of like wow like I was praying about one thing and you were praying about the same thing and like <laughs> the Holy Spirit just kind of converged and, and it, it was just kind of this confirmation like yes I think this is the route we need to go because like you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. We've prayed about it. And it was, and we're on the same page and we didn't even bring it up. You know, we didn't talk about it previously, but, uh, there it was. And so it's like, I kept saying, it was like the, the convergence of the spirit, you know? <laughs> so it's great. Yeah. how about you, Jenna, where have you seen God this week?
1: So I think I've seen God through like some spiritual growth, I guess that I've been trying to do, if that makes sense. Um, I just finished this book, um, Written by Claire Swinarski, who's the founder of, like, the Catholic Feminist Podcast. Um, anyone who knows, me knows I'm a big fan. I've already sent her fan mail. If you're listening, hey. Um, <laughs> I just, in my mind, I just picture that everyone I know listens to this podcast. So um, if you run into me, um, just be like, yes, Jenna, I do listen to your podcast or our podcast because that would mean a lot. Anyway. Um, she came out with a new book, like, within the past month. I pre-ordered it, full disclosure. Um, and it's called In Full Bloom. And in it, like, it talks about how, you know, sometimes you're called to, like, bloom where you're planted, essentially. But one of the things they were talking about is, like, you know, sometimes you, you, like, you are in charge of finding your own joy. And I think that's very prevalent to right now. Because right now it feels very dark to me and very heavy. And it's very stressful to me. And, like, she had, like, soul care tips is what she called it. And some of it, like, one of them was, like, you have to have a heart of gratitude. Like, you need to, like, have a... Not necessarily have a gratitude journal, but just, like, be gracious. And I went to daily mass today, and (laughs) Friar Ziprian was like, um, we are called to be grateful in our lives. I want you to think of one blessing in your life. So I think God is just really... Like, I've seen God almost physically telling me, like, hey, Jenna, like, things are really hard right now, but you got to be grateful because there are so many good things out in the world. So very grateful for our conversation today and for our podcast and just all the ministry things all good things so yeah. yeah that's a bit long-winded but we all know i'm a little chatty so <laughs> <laughs> mary thank you so so much for coming on today we yeah. truly loved having you um just thank you for just a like being named mary and then just <laughs> like embracing it because yeah. we love it <laughs> yeah
2: thanks for having me
1: so we just encourage you all um if you're listening if you like this episode um maybe share it with a friend especially if you have a friend who's asked you like hey like do you worship Mary because I think this is the perfect episode for you um also like the world is just kind of crazy right now it's been crazy for a while um but we just encourage you here at the campus catholic to um just kind of maybe find some joy find some gratitude and also be kind to one another um Especially with everyone having different opinions on just about every matter you can think of. Um, Not just specifically if a hot dog is a sandwich, but bigger issues than that. (laughs) Is a hot dog a sandwich? Maybe that's an episode for later. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, We are praying for you. We're so grateful that you decided to spend this time with us. And we just wish you the best of the rest of the semester.
0: Yes, amen. And with that, peace and all good.